0: Hey, well, fantastic. Um, it's so good to be with you um, uh, today. My name is Daryl. My wife, uh, Denise, yeah, we're the lead pastors at uh, Pukekohe. And, and I'd love to say that, that we are one church that meets in, what, seven locations, soon to be eight locations. And, and I love this Elam family. This, we, we just feel like we're at home right now. And, 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 and I must say that you, got, you guys have some of the, um, I think, some of the nicest pastors in the whole of Elam worldwide. These guys are amazing. Uh, definitely the best barbecue rib kind of guy here as well. So uh, uh, what, what's the name of your address again? <laughs> Next Saturday night, go to their place. Amazing. Everyone's invited. <laughs> uh, but, but I know these guys, every time if we have a lead pastor meeting and, and talking with, with Mike, that, man, these guys really love you. They, they really love this church, they love this community, and, and, and as you come in, as you drive into town here and you see what a beautiful city that you guys have, and, and a part of that, and then I see all, this is, the 1045 service is definitely the, the cutest service of both of them that you've got today. The nice looking ones come to 1045A, and the other ones are okay, but this is pretty awesome, this is pretty special, pretty special. Don't tell them, don't tell them. <laughs> and so, so today is Father's Day, and, and I kind of understand that, that. That Father's Day kind of brings up all sorts of different emotions and feelings, and, and, and so right from the get go, I, I must say that like uh, I'm just going to share a few thoughts today from uh, from, from my uh, experience of, of being a dad, and but but I, I realise that that's not the same for everybody today, and and so whatever your, your journey has been, can I say today that 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 I think today that uh, that through uh, the power of the Holy Spirit and God speaking into your life and into my life, that today we can we can draw some lines in this sand, or we can learn some things, we can take some of the heart of uh, things of the heart of God today and move forward and make a difference in the next generations. Uh, and, and, and it's almost like, my, my dad was, um, uh, actually, well, he passed away two years ago, so this is my second Father's Day, so, so I'm, I'm doing all right so far. And, and, but, but some of the stories from, from him was that that 67 years ago, his best friend that he had met the day before uh, had just come out on a, on a boat from England, uh, arrived at Christ church I met my dad the next day and said you should come to church uh, my, my dad was uh, from a, a dysfunctional family he had a really bad uh, asthma shouldn't have you know been uh, alive to, uh, as long as he had but but it was that day that this guy from the island of Guernsey if anybody knows where Guernsey is uh, and, and just through one conversation I'm smiling do you guys know where Guernsey is over here yeah no oh there's some smiley faces over here I thought Guernsey there might be somebody from Guernsey here no, there's not. Okay, so, but, but, so he had this discussion. He had this invitation, uh, my dad, to go to a Salvation Army in Wollstone in Christchurch. 67 years ago, the rest is history. Gave his heart to the Lord after just that one conversation. Uh, had, uh, got, got married, had some amazing children. Uh, and, and, and the generations had changed through that. Every generation, my kids, um, Bailey's here up in kids' church. I, I've got three girls Uh, Three girls. So I have four women in my house, 24, 21, 18, and something else. And everything is pink and purple in my house. But, But everything from that one conversation from my dad changed. He accepted the Lord, changed my life. Oh, I wonder where we would be today. My children are changing, and, and today that's my heart of, of just message or just some of this, uh, these thoughts today is that maybe there's something that you can just hold on to and take away to influence the next generation. And, uh, and, and also realize too that, that it takes a whole village to raise kids and raise families these days. Eh? So, so even though we're celebrating fathers and stepdads and uncles and brothers, you all play a part, mums and, and grandmas, everybody plays a part to raising up amazing families. eh? Come on, let's pray. Father, Lord, I I thank you for this incredible church, oh God. Lord, I thank you for your your blessing and your anointing upon this place right now. I pray will you give us ears to hear and eyes to see what you're doing, hear what you're saying, I pray. And and Lord, we just honor you today. Lord, we thank you for, for every dad in this building, every granddad in this building. And Lord, will you just be with us right now in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Well, dads, so I, I think you're probably a lot like me in the sense of that I've had uh, so many jobs I can almost like can't count now in my life. And, uh, and when I did a bit of a stock take of jobs that I've had, I'm up to about 13. Uh, I've worked in, uh, in a boat shop, I've worked in a warehouse, I've worked in sales, I've fixed photocopiers and fax machines. You know what fax machines are? Yeah, those things. Uh, and and uh, I've been a business tutor, I've worked for churches, had, had 13 jobs uh, over my lifetime. And you're probably the same as me, uh, uh, as men or, or people out there today, that, that sometimes we've had so many jobs that we just can't remember. But, but there's been good ones, there's bad ones, and there's some ugly jobs. We can remember some good bosses, some hard bosses, but in every job uh, I, I kind of think that we've had, we've probably learned something or remember something that has helped us in our journey. And, but out of all of the jobs that you and I have had, there's probably one that sticks in your mind is the most favorite job you've had. See, see, dads, I, I think you're the same as, as me and, and the most favorite job that I've had for 24 years right now is my job of being a dad. Now, dads, have you realized... Have you realized, do, do you understand that it doesn't pay very much? Uh, the job of being doesn't pay very much. You have to share your TV and share all your stuff with your children. And, uh, uh, but it's something, it's, yeah, there's a true down there. There's, there's something, it's a job that we just wouldn't exchange for anything, Right? The job of being a dad, and, and I must say that I feel like I'm a really blessed, uh, really blessed dad. I've got three uh, amazing children, and we've learnt lots through our journey as they're growing up. One of, my, one of my daughters wants to be a policeman. I'm not too sure if I'm very happy about that one. Uh, but but they, it's amazing to see at this point in our lives where they're all taking a step, they love the Lord, they're moving out. Moving out is great. <laughs> from, <laughs> But here's the thing, I once heard an eight-year-old child say this, he said that my dad can climb the highest mountain, my dad is the greatest swimmer the earth has ever seen, my dad can fly the fastest plane, and he can fight the strongest tiger, my dad can do anything, Uh, but most of the time he just takes out the rubbish. (laughs) Ecclesiastes is true, Ecclesiastes 3 verse 22, it says this, it says, so I have perceived that nothing is better than that. A man should be happy in his work for that is his heritage, and I've so loved the job of being a dad, uh, but Solomon, who's the author of Ecclesiastes, he, he, he's on this search, he's the wisest man on the planet, and, and he observes that this gift of being able to find enjoyment uh, in your work is, is, is something that is sometimes hard to find, and, and Solomon, he, he tried looking, uh, looking for fulfillment in life through, through pleasure, through his, through his money, and through all sorts of different situations, but he come to this point in life where he felt the happiest place that he was in was enjoying the labor of his work, and that there was nothing better than that. So, so when the Bible says that, uh, that, to, that as, as men, that in the labor of our work, that we can enjoy because the lab, our labors, because there's an inheritance there for us, I must say that I've been really blessed in my family and in my life, and I've loved being a dad. And, and so I've got a few things I want to share with you this morning about, about what I've loved about being a dad. And, and the first one is this, is that it has enlarged my capacity to love. It has enlarged my capacity to love. And, and I grew up in a, an incredible home. I had the world's uh, best parents, and, and we have great memories. I have two older brothers, and I'm, so I'm the youngest. So, so my mum and dad, they practiced all sorts of things on my older brothers to try and get them to behave and be good and things like that. So they experimented on them, and I think they got it right with me. Uh, as as I, I lived my life, I think they just liked, they gave me the easy run because they were so much trouble, the other two. But I really grew up in such a loving family, and, and, and it was just amazing. But when I become a dad and held my first little girl in my arms, that, that changed something in my heart. I can remember standing in the hospital holding this little package this little baby and, and just having, you know, tears running down your face and, and something in changing in your heart, like this an enlarging change in your heart. It was the capacity of my heart to love this little girl, this little little bundle and, and, and to understand that God was saying, hey, this is a gift that I'm, I'm giving to you and, and that I was responsible to protect her, to look after her, to provide for her. Uh, until, someone, until she got married and moved on and those point of her life. But, but something inside of me was growing and, and, and stretching and, and, and deepening. It, was, it, was, it wasn't a wishy-washy love, but it was something of incredible depth was something. It touched me right, right in my, at the bottom of my emotions. It was an incredible, incredible thing. Holding this little girl for the very first time was, um, was amazing. And, 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 and that I that God would choose me, that God would entrust this gift to me, Was was mind-blowing for me, and and how it it stretched me, and I opened up my heart was amazing. And and 1 Thessalonians 3.12, it says this. It says that, May the Lord make you to increase, to excel, and to overflow in love one for another. One of the greatest uh, uh, pictures I've seen of of love was this one day we were, uh, Denise and and myself and one of our children, we were driving down the motorway and and they were really little. They were buckled into their car seat and and we're just driving along, minding our own business on the motorway. And then all of a sudden there's a noise coming from the back seat. It's like a, a silent rumble. And then it rumbles, and the rumble starts to get louder, and and, and then it starts to google and, and, and bubble, and we realized that it wasn't a nuclear bomb going off in the back seat; it was something happening in the kids' nappies in the back seat on the motorway. Nothing you can do. You, you can't stop. You can't pull over. And, and to to our the, the to our horror, this 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 what happens when the pressure builds? For you, not parents. Yeah, you get it. Who, who said that? You know what happens when the pressure builds up? Right. You do. And, and so this stuff was coming out the neck, the sleeves, the back, and we're in the motorway, and like, look, I'm looking in the rear vision mirror, and I kind of like just put it off to the side, and like, what's happening, and and this, this, and and I'll never forget, Denise just turns around and looks at this little baby, my beautiful child, in this mess, and she says, oh, darling, you must have had a really sore tummy. (laughs) I'm thinking, get the kid out. This is, smell is so bad then the second wave of smell is coming through. Get this kid out of here. And, and so, so we managed to stop and Denise picks up our child and, and, and just holds it in this mess. <laughs> but she holds her and she just, Loves on her and, and, and starts to, to comfort her and, and 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 it was an incredible picture for me. I, I felt God did something in my heart was stretching me was was enlarging my capacity for people because because Denise didn't see the mess this kid was in, she just saw that it was a gift. It wasn't about the mess. It was about the gift that God had given. And, and I want to say today that, that something in my heart enlarged my capacity and the same is for you. And whether you're a mum or you're a dad or you or anyone here this morning is that God sees you as a gift. He doesn't see you mess. We all might be a work in progress and we all might need to do the Jericho walk around the, around the walls quite a few times, walk in circles. But God doesn't see the mess and he doesn't, under, doesn't see the inconvenience of our mess. He sees you as a gift. And dads, today is is just one of my one of my first things I want to get across today that that God can enlarge your capacity to love, and, and one of the parts how He does that in us is, is look, seeing our children and, and intentionally not seeing the mess, whether they are at home or grown up or or whatever season of life they're in. It's not seeing the mess; it's seeing the gift. And when you can see the gift, as, as dads, I, I want us to start this week to start, to start seeing the gift in the mess and the inconvenience and start speaking to the greatness inside of your child, your daughter, your, 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 your son, whether they, are, uh, whether they are 60 or whether they are 6. Come on, why not this week start calling out the goodness that you are wise, you are smart, you can do this, you, you've got this. Come on, start calling out the goodness. Start making it a habit of your day-to-day dads to, to see just the, the, the smile on your face. Like when we got home with this kid, we, we literally pulled this kid out of the car, hosed it down in the driveway. Maybe, maybe this week for you is like that spiritual hose off in the driveway to start looking at your kid and calling out the greatness, seeing the gift, not the inconvenience. It's part of a dad's job description to unconditionally love our children. Second thought is this. One of the uh, parts that I loved about being a dad is this, is that it's brought me closer to God. See, maybe you're like me and, and dads or this parenting thing. Is, as I remember holding this little child in the hospital and, and feeling like, oh, man, God, how am I going to do this? How am I going to look after this, this precious little gift? Am I going to be a good dad? Am I, am I, am I going to struggle with this? Or, or am I going to spend enough time with my kids? Are, are they going to love me when, when they're old? Are, are they going to want to spend time with me? And, and I think as dads, we all go through that that, uh, that thought or that feeling of 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 coming closer to God, or will our children still want to be with us? And, and see, coming closer to God, it actually starts right in the hospital, right? Right in the birth, when the, when the baby's ready to come. And, and one of the parts of coming closer to God is, is that I can remember that when Denise was in the hospital, she'd been in labor for like 20 hours. And it's, I must say, it's one of the toughest days of my life as a male, I think. Like, like it's so tough. It's so incredibly hard as a, as a male. Rub my back. Don't rub my back. Get me a wheat pack. I don't want a wheat pack. And it's in those times, though, it's in those times when that was one of the, one of the times I, I felt close to God because I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what was happening. Our, our first told him, the only thing I could do is, is call out, God, God you've, got to, God, you've got to help us here. God, you've got to protect Denise here. God, you've got to protect our baby here. God, you've got to, you've got to protect me here as I've got to flake out, kind of thing about. But that was the, one of the moments there of coming closer to God through being a dad. Because I realize that this, this points, Dad, but I'm going to maybe burst a bubble here, but you can't fix everything. And you can't do everything. I, I know that the world kind of says that we're in we're and we can do that. But, but what, from what I've seen from my experience is that I, I, gotta, I need some help. I, I got and, and that help for me it comes from the living, loving God. And, and you can call out to Him for help. And, and just like in that process, I, I, I called out to Him. I was, I was in tears most of the time there because you can't do anything. And, 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 but it brought me closer to God through that, that season where, like God, I, I, I called, I prayed, and I, I declared His goodness. I declared His protection over Denise and over that, uh, over that process. It was an incredible time for me as a dad because it brought me closer. It, it kind of like drew me in. There was like a supernatural part of there that drew me in and, and being, a, uh, being a dad. And w- one of the hardest times that I've had was when my oldest child was um, on a school trip and a school trip to Israel, right? Yeah, school. My, I went to Rainbow's End. She goes to Israel. <laughs> and and, and, this, and she, she rung us this one night and they were staying in a hotel on the border of, of, of Syria and Israel, I think, this is Syria. And, and it was about that time when there was, you know, there's a bit of a war going on and there's bombs and things going on. The hotel they were staying at, they could see the flashes in the night sky and hear the, the boomy kind of rumble things going on. And, and as she's telling me on the phone, I must, I must say, I, was, I felt like <laughs> that there was nothing I could do. As a dad, it's one of the worst feelings out. Because we're supposed to protect. We're supposed to care for and watch for him. And as I hear on the phone, it's like, darling, I can't jump in the car. You know, the only thing I could do, Dad, get this, is I dropped to my knees right there and I started calling out on God that God, you've got to to protect her, keep her safe, watch over her. I've got to be honest, I didn't enjoy that moment because I was the one that this gift was given to to protect and look after him. And, and, and I come to a point in my life and my capacity to, uh, to, to love and my capacity for more of God as I come closer to him that I realized that I couldn't do it all and that I needed God to, to intervene in situations. And, and, and you're the same as me. The situations that some of you are going to face today, or this week, or this next month, and, and, and maybe from past situations, but you're going to look at it and think there's nothing you can do. The only thing you can do is call out on the name of the Lord, that God is a protector, that He is a healer. And, 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 and dads, I, I just wondered, does, I had this thought during the week, does heaven's angels know your kids' names? Does heaven's angels know your kids' names? And, and did they know that because, do they know your children's names because, because you're the one who's praying for them and interceding for them every single day? It's like you're, for thousands and thousands of times, you're, you're praying that God, will you protect my child? Will you watch over them? Will you guide them? Will you lead them? Will you heal them? Will you restore them? You know, do heaven's angels know your kids' names? And, and I wanted to challenge us dads this week. I, I think Pastor Mike was talking today about men uh, needing to take a step up or, or, or taking that step up intentionally to see our cities and our nations change. I, I think it's, it's us as dads getting into like a, if you're into a prayer closet, into a prayer closet, come to prayer meetings, and getting in and declaring the goodness of God over your family and over your children's lives. But I think it doesn't stop there as dads. I, I think there's children in our communities and you, you know that you've seen the families, you've seen the reports that come on, dad, spiritually, come on, why don't we, why don't we step up and, and start to intercede for children we don't know, for families we don't know in your neighborhoods, in your communities right across the north here. What about interceding for your children and, and the other children in your community to see God break through, to see lives transformed? Because I think as a dad, it's a part of our job description because there's an inheritance there for us. I, I, I It's a little bit quiet there. Can we, can we just pray? I didn't do this in the first, but can we pray? I would love to pray for the city right now, for the children. Eh? I, uh, I, yeah, Father God, right now, Lord, we pray for the children and the families right across the north, O God. Lord, in this great city, Father God, and all the towns around, Father God, Lord, I pray for the rising up of spiritual dads in this place today that will declare your promises and your purposes, Father God. Lord Jesus, that will not uh, see the mess of dysfunction, Father God, or inconvenience, but will see the gifts that are all through this community, Father God, through every street, through every neighborhood, Father God. Lord Jesus, I pray, Father God, Lord, it's not about the color of skin or the language they speak, oh God, it's about the gift of of God in every single life, so, so Father, today I pray, Lord, will you plant some seeds and some dads here today, Lord, that will step into the gap, Lord, that will stand up and step into a gap for the families and children of this city in Jesus' mighty name, Amen. I mean, third and final thing is this: I've loved my job as being a dad because it strengthened the values in my life, it strengthened the values of my life. Ephesians 6, 4 says, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. And see, dads, can you remember, can you remember the very first time that your child looked you in the eyes and lied to you? Just like, like hands up. Anyone can remember. Like dads, when they first looked at you in those little eyes, you never thought it could come out of them. But they look at you and they and they just outright lie at you. Did did it shock you? Did it shock you? And and because because it should shock us because I'm, I'm kind of picking that that here we, we, we don't value lying. and we value truth. And and. and and the thing is about strengthening our values is, is this, is that when it becomes important to you, you stand up for it and you help your children to understand and know the effects of what lying does. And, and, and dads, we, we don't want our children to go through breakdown of relationships because of lies. We don't want marriages to, to break down because of lies. This one day I was on, I was on dad duty and because Denise had uh, gone gone out for shops and like all good dads. I couldn't find the kids at one stage. So so I, um, they must have been in the backyard somewhere. So that was good. It was all fenced in. So that was good. So, so I was trying to find one of our kids and I was calling out their name and, and then they didn't come. And, and about the third or fourth time with calling out their name, uh, one, one of our children came out and they had the, uh, out of the, the windy house, we used to call it a doll's house outside. And they come up and started walking towards me with their hands on their head. Well, that's a bit odd. And as they got a bit closer, I could see that they must have taken a pair of scissors into the, into the Wendy house. And he had a haircut while they were there. No mirror, just by themselves. So there was, there was clumps missing. There was bits missing everywhere. It was pretty obvious. Pretty obvious that they'd, I was going to say massacred the hair with a the, the pair of scissors. But, but it was pretty obvious that they had done this haircut. So I, I got, the shoes about three or four at the time. And I, I said, darling... Did you just give yourself a haircut? And she kind of like, you know, like they they do. They look up to me with their big soppy eyes and say, No, I didn't. I think I was more shocked because it was pretty clear that there was a big porky there, if you want to call it that. But just this, the audacity of, to be able to look soppy in the eyes and then look at me and say, no, I didn't. It was an outright lie. But one of, one of my parts of, of my job as being a dad is to, is to help them to understand that lying is not great. It, it has big consequences in, in their life and in my life and, and, and people's lives that they have relationship with because I, I think there's probably people in this room and like I know for myself, we're all the same that, that we understand the consequences of what lying does. And, and I don't want that for my, for my children. I want them to stand strong and to stand firm and, and to, even against the odds to speak the truth and to speak the truth in love and, and because the, the, the fruit of lying is not great. And, and so every time that I correct them and, and teach them and coach our, our, our children to say that lying is not okay, it, it reinforces the value in them, but it forces me as well to live, live to that value in my own life and to, and to value that in my own life. See, it underlines what I believe and it emphasizes the values that we hold dear when we reinforce them. How do we do that? Deuteronomy 6, 7. It says, repeat them again and again to your children. Talk to them when you're at home and when you're on the road, when you are going to bed and when you are getting up. Tie them on your hands and wear them on your forehead as reminders. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. See, whenever you live them out, whenever you model that behavior, you show your kids the importance of those values and it builds strength inside of them and in you. So, dads, today this this Father's Day. Come on, come on! I want you to champion values into your children's lives. It's not an inconvenience. You know, sometimes once we've we 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 kind of feel like once we've said it five times, that's enough. Bible says every day. Every day, when you're coming and when you're going, when you are in the car, when you're at, at school, when you're on the way, when the weekends, especially on Sundays. <laughs> that we instruct our children and we lift those values up, then we can champion them. Come on, Dan, unashamedly stand for truth in your home. Unashamedly stand for righteousness in your home. Unashamedly stand for, for God in your, in your place of where your children see you modelling that behaviour because when they see you model it, they, who's heard of that thought, I want to be just like you"? Come on, band, you want to come right now? That would be great. So this Father's Day, everybody, my, my prayer for you is this, is for dads and granddads, for, for all of us in the village of raising children, is that we would increase in love, that our capacity would stretch for, uh, of love for our children, but also our communities, that, uh, that our walks would become closer with God. Because when we find those places of we don't know what to do, God does. It's no surprise to Him. And my prayer is that the values that you stand for, that you hold for, would become incredibly strong. That you would intentionally build those in your life and pass them on to your children. But, but maybe you're here today. And we're going to close in just a, in a few minutes. But, but maybe you're here today and, and your dad is not here. He's passed away. Or, and you would just give anything anything to have them sitting right beside you today. And then there's those that, that dad is not with you through some kind of maybe divorce or relationship breakdown, maybe alcoholism, maybe, maybe abuse, or, or maybe there's, there's even dads that, that are not here, not here, they're, they're alive, but they're, they're not here through, through sickness or like Alzheimer's or some of those kind of things where and it's almost like harder when they are here, but there's no relationship or there's no connection with them can I say today that the, that the God of the Bible he, he is portrayed as a loving affectionate father who is always close he is God with us He's never described in Scripture as, as a dad who has walked out or, or gone away. Or, but, but he's one of, the, one of the greatest, strongest people that, or person that loves you is our Heavenly Father. One of the greatest pictures that, that I think that I've, I've seen of a, of a father is that of a dad's hand holding his child's hand. It's going to pop up right now. And just take a look at it today. That there's a, a strong hand of a loving God today that's reaching out for you. He, he's not looking at the mess or he's not saying like there's an inconvenient moment. He's just reaching his hand out no matter what to grab onto your hand today. And, and, and if I was to ask you, do you do you think that that child, that, that, that small child's hand they're holding, that feels protected? I, I'd say Yes. Do you, do you think maybe that small hand there feels like they're loved? I'd say yes. Today, I want you to know that the loving hand of Almighty God, a loving Father is reaching out to you today to hold your hand, to be with you. The Bible says in Isaiah 42, for I, that's God, will take you by the hand and I will guard you. Come on, it's a promise, I believe, for us today that God will will take hold of your hand, that He will guard you, and He will love you. Come on, why don't you close your eyes right now? I'm gonna pray. Father God, Lord, I praise You for Your amazing love, oh God. Lord, I just just pray for every heart here today that, that this day is not always a great day, Lord God. So Father, I thank you that your word says that that you have adopted us into your family. And today I pray, Lord, would you download to some hearts and some minds this morning about the greatness of your love for each one. And Lord, I pray for, for, for us dads, that Lord, will you, will you increase our capacity to love our, our children and the, the children in our communities, Father God. Will you, will you enlarge us to, to love more, Father God, as your Word says. Will you strengthen us, Father God, to stand stronger and to stand firm in the values you've placed in our, in our heart and life. And God, will you draw us closer, Lord, as, as we pray, as we get on our knees, declaring your promises over our city and over our families. So Lord, today, oh, will You speak real clear in Jesus' mighty name? Church, just wave your eyes still closed. Uh, uh, maybe You're here this morning, and, and You've never said yes to Jesus, and or maybe You might say, Daryl, I've I've these few years I've walked so far away, He won't even hear me. Can I say today that He loves You? He's got a plan for Your life. Hope for today and hope in Your future and. And this morning, I'd like to invite you, if, if you have never said yes to Jesus, I'm gonna pray a real simple prayer. And if that's you this morning, why don't you just pray silently in your heart after me. Pray this, pray, dear God, today I come to you. Forgive me of my sin. The stuff that separates me from you. I thank you that you paid the price. That you died on a cross for me. You were buried and you rose again that I may live my life free. So Jesus, today, I say yes to you in Jesus' name.